Welcome to the Catholics on Campus podcast, where certified Catholic mindset coach and college student development expert, Dr. Virginia Cook, provides practical tips and coaching to succeed in college while growing in your Catholic faith. And now, your host, Virginia Cook. Okay, my friends, it's time for a pop quiz. Can you list the four cardinal virtues? Go ahead and grab a pen or pencil, a piece of paper, and let's write them down. The quest for virtuous living has been a focus since ancient times. Greek philosophers like Plato and Aristotle wrote about the virtues, and so did authors in the Bible. You can look at the Book of Wisdom, chapter 8, for an example. In this podcast, we'll be exploring how you can incorporate the cardinal virtues into your college experience. So how did you do? Were you able to list the four cardinal virtues? You can press pause if you want to give yourself a little more time. The four cardinal virtues are prudence, fortitude, temperance, and justice. The virtues help to shape our emotions, desires, character, and soul to give us freedom to love others as we love ourselves. After all, that's the greatest commandment. The Catechism, 1833, tells us that virtue is a habitual and firm disposition to do good. Here's a quick refresher on the virtues. First, while they are often discussed separately, the four virtues do work together— there are sub-virtues and vices associated with each virtue, which I won't get into today, but I'd love to share with you in a future podcast. First, we'll talk about prudence. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, 1806, says that prudence enables us to discern our true good in every circumstance and to choose the right means of achieving it. Prudence helps us to understand what action to take as well as how and when to act. It is the lead virtue that directs the other virtues to their proper end. Next is fortitude. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, 1808, explains that fortitude ensures firmness in difficulties and consistency in the pursuit of the good. It strengthens the resolve to resist temptations and to overcome obstacles to the moral life. Now, fortitude, or courage, moderates our fears and helps us to keep moving forward. It's especially helpful to our spiritual health. For example, when we experience dryness in our prayer life, fortitude is what helps us to keep praying. Next is temperance. According to the Catechism, number 1809, temperance moderates the attraction of pleasures. Temperance is about self-control and choosing to experience the highest joys and pleasures in life, love, friendship, truth, goodness, and beauty, while choosing to stay away from vices. Now, college culture is filled with many opportunities for indulgent behavior, such as underage drinking, overconsumption of alcohol, late-night parties, and other distractions. Did you know that St. Paul lists drunkenness as a sin that keeps a person out of the kingdom of God? It's actually a form of gluttony that makes it more difficult to avoid other sins. 
I can attest to St. Paul's claim. For years, in my work as a student affairs administrator, I met with students involved in conduct issues in campus housing, and rarely did I meet with someone who violated a campus policy who was not under the influence of alcohol or other substances. The last virtue is justice. And the Catechism says in 1807 that justice is the moral virtue that consists in the constant and firm will to give their due to God and neighbor. It's about responsibility and selflessness, two qualities which can be hard to come by on a college campus, especially when the weekend comes. A just person is distinguished by habitual right thinking and uprightness of their conduct toward their neighbor. It is important to remember that the virtues are more than values. They can be known through the reason cycle and scripture. They are essential for living a full life and to have an important role in preparing us for eternal life. Often young adults, with their earthly lives ahead of them, lose sight of this big picture. So now we've had our refresher in what the moral virtues are. What else do you need to know? As an educator, I love a good rubric. A rubric provides a standard by which we can judge our adherence to an expectation or set of expectations. The Catechism in 1804 gives us four characteristics of virtue, consistency, ease, promptitude, and joy that we can use to assess our adherence to the cardinal virtues. So as I'm going over these, think about the virtue that you could work on the most. Would it be prudence, fortitude, temperance, or justice? How might these four qualities help you grow in a particular virtue? So consistency, that's doing something more than occasionally. Now think about this. What, what are you known for? Are you known for being on time, for being honest, for putting your studies first? Perhaps you're known for being kind. Consistency enables your virtuous qualities to shine. Now, ease. Ease is doing good actions easily, that is, without deliberation or internal struggle. That's often that, heck yes, I can do that. It's, it just is natural to you. It's what you enjoy doing, and it comes easy for you. Promptitude is a fancy word for promptness, that is choosing to act promptly without delay and to act decisively. I love this quote from a CEO of Walt Disney. His name was Robert Iger, and he said, Chronic indecision is not only inefficient and counterproductive, but it is deeply corrosive to morale. So making quick decisions, acting decisively without delay can really help yourself and others. And the last area is joy. Of course, that's about doing the right thing and doing the right thing without being grumpy about it, without complaining, without being passive aggressive. Joy blooms in our connection with others. Joy is a limitless, life-defining, transformative reservoir provided by God just waiting to be tapped into. If you were to incorporate at least two of these qualities into your daily habits, you are likely to see an increase in your ability to live in virtue every day. So let me give an example that's very common on a college campus, and especially for first-year students who have a roommate. Now, whether it's somebody you share a room with or maybe you share a bathroom with, but, but either way, you're living very close to one another. 
So the situation could be your roommate has an 8 a.m. class on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they get up at 6.30 to be out the door by 7.30. Now, in the process of all that, they hit the snooze alarm, they're noisy when they're getting ready, and it wakes you up. You have a 10 a.m. class, and you want to get sleep until 8. After a few weeks of being woken up each morning, you blow up at your roommate. Now, this was not your best moment but you declare this has to stop. While the roommate knows you like to sleep in, they had no idea that they were bothering you this much. This is frequently a scenario that can get resolved with cooperation and a desire to have a good roommate relationship. So let's pull in the four qualities of virtue. So first, let's look at consistency. Can you create a compromise solution where both you and your roommate get what you want? After agreeing to a new course of action from this point forward and followed through on every day, you're able to build trust and demonstrate respect for each other. Consistency will help you live those virtues. Now, ease. How can your roommate be more quiet in the morning? Perhaps they can work on not hitting the snooze button and maybe they can go to sleep earlier so they aren't so tired in the morning. Perhaps they can set out their clothes or other items that they need for class before they go to sleep, and perhaps they can get ready in the bathroom. All those things could help with ease. Now, with promptitude, rather than blowing up in the morning, perhaps you could provide your roommate with feedback in a calm and dignified manner at a different time of the day. Now aware of your concerns, your roommate could then choose to work on the solution to the problem in a timely manner. And lastly, joy. Let's assume that you and your roommate share a desire to be better roommates. Now that a solution is in place, both of you can accept the reality that you have different schedules. Both of you can avoid grumbling to others about the situation. And both of you could show each other forgiveness, gratitude, compassion, and generosity as you live together throughout the rest of the year. So what could be the fruits of this scenario? Well, of course, growing in virtues. Here's some examples of how you could grow in each virtue. So through prudence, there's an opportunity to ask for and rely on God's grace and to recognize it's good practice for later in life when you are married. That is, you're developing the ability to reason, to understand, and to use foresight. With fortitude, you have the opportunity to grow in patience and perseverance. With temperance, you have the opportunity to grow in humility and to avoid vices like anger. Through justice, you recognize that having a roommate is your state in life and your diligence and affability, that is, your desire to be a friend, will help you become a more mature adult. Perhaps there's even a bonus fruit. Your virtuous living can inspire virtue in those around you. By being a good role model and sincere roommate, you can really make a difference. Now, I'm sure you can think of more fruits, and if you have more, I'd love to hear your ideas. So we grow in virtue when we put forth effort and when we are deliberate. One way to be deliberate is to talk with your roommate about the potential pain points before they arise and commit to a solution ahead of time. For example, roommates often come into conflict around areas such as cleanliness, neatness, quiet time, lights out time, when to have guests over, 
sharing and caring for personal items such as refrigerators, clothing, game systems, etc. Living well with another person will challenge your patience, generosity, humility, courage, and self-control. The good news is all things are possible with God. So throughout this example, you can see how a desire for virtuous living can elevate our circumstances. Our secular world doesn't provide much support for encouragement to further grow in virtue. Important questions like what matters most in life? What does success look like? What is love? How can I show love? Are either not considered, lack a Christian context, or dilute our understanding of what Jesus taught us. The Catechism 1810-11 gives us three ways to grow in virtue. Educating ourselves in the virtues, putting in intentional and deliberate effort, and relying on God's grace. So first we'll talk about educating ourselves in the virtues. There are many books about the virtues that you can read. I want to recommend one that I'm currently reading called The Art of Living, The Cardinal Virtues, and The Freedom to Love by Dr. Edward Shree. This is published by the Augustine Institute and Ignatius Press. If you prefer to watch videos, Dr. Shree has a six-part series discussing his book, which is available on formed.org. I have links to both options below in the show notes. In addition to study, Dr. Shri suggests two key ways to educate ourselves on the virtues. One, to learn from the examples of the saints, and two, to have a community of like-minded friends who also want to grow in virtue and spend time with them. Two, to show virtue, we need to be intentional and put forth deliberate effort. As a mindset coach, this is where I can help you unpack your thoughts and feelings about a situation and use the reason cycle to determine their trajectory. Where do your current thoughts and feelings lead you? Do they lead you towards vice or virtue? What else could you think about the situation that could lead you to virtue? St. Paul reminds us that we must be transformed by the renewal of our minds. That's from Romans 12, 2. By changing our thoughts and feelings that we attach to the thoughts, we can transform how we interact with others and improve our ability to live virtuous lives. And finally, the Catechism says that we need to rely on God's grace. When we humbly accept our reliance on God's grace and invite Him into our lives to help us live in virtue, we open ourselves up to love others and ourselves as God wants us to. Remember, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing, John 15, 5. So today I'm going to close the podcast with a prayer from St. Thomas Aquinas. It's called A Prayer for Virtues. O almighty and all-knowing God, without beginning or end, who art the giver, preserver, and rewarder of all virtue, grant me to stand firm on the solid foundation of faith, to be protected by the invincible shield of hope, and to be adorned by the nuptial garment of charity. Grant me by justice to obey thee, by prudence to resist the crafts of the devil, by temperance to hold to moderation, by fortitude to bear adversity with patience. Grant that goods that I have I may share liberally with those who have not, 
and the goods that I do not have, I may seek with humility from those who have. Grant that I may truly recognize the guilt of the evil I have done and bear with equanimity the punishments I have deserved. That I may never lust after the goods of my neighbor, but always give thanks to thee for all thy good gifts. Plant in me, O Lord, all thy virtues, that in divine matters I may be devout, in human affairs wise, and in the proper needs of the flesh onerous to no one. And grant that I may never rush to do things hastily, nor balk to do things demanding, so that I neither yearn for things too soon, nor desert things before they are finished. Amen. All right. Until next time, my friends, God bless. If you are an ambitious college student who desires to leverage your God-given talents to live in beatitude and make a bold difference in the world, Dr. Virginia Cook can help you excel in your educational journey and grow in your Catholic identity. As founder of Knots Untied Coaching, Virginia offers mindset coaching from an authentically Catholic perspective and collegiate success and well-being strategies for happy, healthy, and holy living. Want to stay connected? Visit KnotsUntied.com to learn how to join an amazing community of like-minded Catholic college students and their parents. You can also follow her on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Check out the show notes for links and special offers.